Good afternoon, Metro Augusta. This is Janice Allen Jackson welcoming you to the August 4th edition of Local Matters, a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen. Security Federal Bank, Bank brings you Local Matters. And if you want to support our show, one of the best ways to do that is to support Security Federal. They have 17 locations between Columbia County, Georgia and Columbia, South Carolina. The show is also brought to you by my firm, and that is Janice Allen Jackson and Associates. Please visit our website to learn more about our services, as well as to listen to any show that I have done since March of last year. They are all there for you to review and to share with your friends and colleagues when they need more information about the topics that we have discussed Today's show is one that is chock full of information, so we will dive right in. Thanks so much for being a part of our audience. Local Matters family, you know all of my guests are considered special by me, uh, not the least of which is my guest today, who is attorney Willie Saunders. Uh, he is a resident of the Augusta area, in fact, uh, practices law in Columbia County, and uh, he has uh, stepped out on a limb and done something in relationship to the creation of the Columbia County Judicial Circuit that I want to speak with him openly and honestly about today. Uh, you all may recall that over uh, two, three months ago, maybe four months ago, I had attorney Ben Allen on and we talked about just the judicial circuit, uh, the purpose of it, uh, and he spoke from his perspective as a former juvenile court judge on that circuit. Uh, today, I have uh, Mr. Saunders, who has uh, used his time, energy, and resources to file suit against the formation of the Columbia County Judicial Circuit. Uh, and if you've been following the news, you know that uh, the circuit has been approved, a new district attorney uh, has been sworn in for that circuit and the judges are now splitting their caseloads uh, so that there's now uh, two circuits from what used to be one. It used to be the Augusta Judicial Circuit with Burke, Richmond and Columbia counties all together. Now Burke and Richmond are in one circuit and Columbia County has their own uh, independent circuit. So uh, I still though uh, understand uh, that it's not completely over. So I asked Mr. Saunders to come in, one, to tell us why it was so important for him to expend his time and resources to file that litigation, uh, what he believes the consequences are if the split happens, the current status of the case. As you know, the legal world is a thicket. There are lots of twists and turns. Uh, so he's gonna try to bring some clarity to where the case is right now. And my big question is why this situation has not drawn as much public interest as I would have expected and maybe you too. So, Mr. Saunders, how are you doing today? Doing fine, doing fine. Thank um, you for uh, inviting me. And thank you for accepting the invitation. Uh, as our local matters family knows, uh, I don't do this show for gotchas. I don't have any political motivations. I am just here to help people understand what happens in uh, relationship to state and local government issues. 
Um, the goal is for people to understand how government works uh, so that they can in turn be better informed voters and, and more engaged citizens. So in light of that, this has been a very complex issue. So we want you to kind of help us break it down today. So you ready for that conversation? Yeah, yeah. All right. First off, before we get started on that, though, I want you to tell us a little bit about your professional background. Uh, I, I know I have a number of young listeners. A lot of times I like for them to understand how people get to where they, where they are. So if you could just sort of explain a little bit about your educational and your professional background for our listeners. Sure. I, um, I um Parents got divorced, let's put it that way. Born in New York, parents were divorced. Mama came back. She's old Burke County girl. Um, at sometime in the late 70s, she decided to make the move to Columbia County. Um, I grew up in Columbia County, uh, graduated from Evans High School in the 80s. I attended our lovely and famous Harvard on the Hill, which is now called Augusta University, but it was called Augusta College in those days. Um, happy to have bereaved the asbestos in the building, but uh, kind of missed that. Um, after uh, graduating from uh, undergraduate school, I went to law school uh, at Widener University School of Law, which coincidentally, and I like to tell people, your current president was one of my professors. And um, uh, had the the uh, the uh, awesome blessing of uh, at that time also interning on Capitol Hill. Um, uh, after I graduated in 1995, returned back um, and uh, took a job as an assistant district attorney with now Chief Judge Craig. He was the district attorney at the time. Um, Stayed there for approximately eight years. Went out into private practice here uh, in 2003, uh, just a general practice, um, and uh, have been out in private practice since. Uh, during that time, though, I um, I ran for Superior Court judge in 2006 for the circuit, lost that race, but uh, as an byproduct of that race, um, we, uh, myself, along with Ben Allen and two female judges were the first uh, African-American judges and female judges to be um, a part of the juvenile court uh, for the Augusta Judicial Circuit. Did that until, gosh, I think it was 20 late 12, 2012 or 2013, and I resumed my uh, private practice of law um, did in, and been involved in a whole bevy of things here in the community. Um, married a nice young lady who was happy to have me, who is uh, an administrator in the Richmond County School System, um, and uh, have four kids who, uh, uh, you know, they're grown, but uh, can't just quite get them out the nest the way I want to, but but they're good. But they're good. I'm happy. All right. Thank you for that background. Um, so you're telling me something I didn't know. You're actually a former judge. So you had 
served that judicial circuit uh, for right a few side, years. Yeah, right with Ben Allen. Yes. Okay. All right. Very good. Very good. Um, can you just tell me when you found out, I, I'm sure like the rest of us, you turn on the news one day and you found out that there was a move uh, afoot to uh, create a new judicial circuit for Columbia County. What were your thoughts? Well, I, I mean, you know, to be honest, uh, you know, there had been talk about splitting the circuit for years. And I think you, you um, talked about this with Judge Allen. Um, however, uh, for one reason or another, it never occurred. When Mr. Williams ran, um, uh, it was, you know, I, I, I'm sure there were a lot of people in this community who didn't believe that uh, he could win. Uh, after he won, um, shortly thereafter, I, I started hearing uh, reports, you know, from different people that Columbia County wanted to split the circuit. And quite frankly, when I first heard them, I thought that that was just an overreaction. Um, it wasn't um, prudent and I couldn't understand why. And um, only later to be, um, you know, made aware that that was actually the direction that the county was going to go in. Um, was not... Um, particularly happy about that because out in Columbia County, we had never elected an African-American to anything out there. Um, and I, you know, since uh, maybe 2008, Grovetown has elected a couple of African-American um, for the city council, but certainly not countywide. Um, and to the best of my knowledge, there was one department head, which was Debbie Marshall, that coincidentally, um, we miss Debbie, she passed several years ago, but she was the head of the board of elections in Columbia County. And, um, but other than that, I can't think of anybody else who was in a, um, either an appointed or elected position. So we were pretty happy with ourselves that Mr. Williams was able to be elected. Um, and it was, uh, it was quite a blow to the gut when we heard about the, uh, decision to split the circuit. All right. And it was such a blow to the gut that you decided to file litigation. <laughs> tell, tell me why you thought it was worth your, your time and energy to do that. Uh, and, you know, for a number of reasons, to be honest with you, I, it, it, there just wasn't one. But uh, as I said during uh, my testimony, one of the things that, that uh, got me was uh, in my home, and like I stated earlier, I got four kids. Uh, they're all adults, but uh, we take voting seriously. And I've always taught my kids um, and told them that it's not just about being a good person. It's about being a good citizen. And one of the ways that you are a good citizen is you are engaged and people know, need to know that you're there. The biggest way you do that is through your vote. Um, and so that is a... <laughs> That is a requirement to remain a Saunders. But needless to say, my youngest daughter, upon quizzing me about this whole circuit split thing, um, she, she basically asked me, she said, well, if, if you can just change the result, then why vote? 
this is a really a good question that I didn't have an answer to. Um, and after uh, thinking about it for a while and, and being asked if I would be a part of the litigation, um, I talked with the family and we all agreed that this was a, this was a, an endeavor that we wanted to, to be a part of. Okay. All right. Very good. So your family was very much supportive of your effort to do this. Yes, um, ma'am. And I noticed that uh, you've hired an attorney to work with you on this. Uh, and yes. sometimes people will ask the question, well, he's an attorney. Why is he getting another attorney? So can you tell why, why attorneys do that? Well, the old maxim is that he who represents himself has a fool for a client. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, uh, just like any other uh, potential client or litigant, um, you need somebody who is clear-eyed to give you the whole of the perspective rather than just what you think the result should be. And uh, Mr. Long and Mr. Tucker uh, are very experienced, they're very well known here in the area. Uh, you know, uh, trial lawyers, professionals through and through. And um, the opportunity to have them represent me in this was, uh, was, uh, was an honor, to be quite honest with you. Okay. And, um... Please tell us about the current status of the case. As I mentioned earlier, the legal world gets so complicated. Um, yeah, I, I would agree. Started, so, so please, if, if, as much as you can, and I realize you may not be able to talk completely freely. Yeah, uh, well, um, that time you had called me, we had had the hearing, um, but as a prelude to the hearing, there were some, some motions and one of the things that uh, the trial judge did was put a temporary restraining order, restraining all of the government actors from moving towards the split of the circuit. The governors um, had appealed that to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court initially came out with what we call a supersedus and said, we're going to stay everything. And, and we, we're going to stay stay the temporary restraining order that the trial judge gave. But in addition to that, we're just going to stay everything. Nobody's going to do anything with the exception of we're going to have uh, the court directed that we have the hearing that we had and that the judge rule on certain issues. Uh, that happened. She ruled on them. Uh, after that, we filed a notice of appeal the um, governor's office and that side once again asked for a removal of the stay. The Supreme Court had came back at that time and said the stay will remain until they make a final determination of the matter. Um, and so that's what we thought would happen. And then rather abruptly last week, um, we got a, we all received the message that the, the court has decided to lift the stay. Um, uh, and so we thought, quite frankly, that that was the end of the matter, 
or at least I did, and I was told that it isn't. So the appeal uh, is still on, although the court allowed for the circuit split to go through. Um, and as I told you earlier, um, today we received a notice of cross appeal by the governor. Um, so that uh, at this point in time, the issue of the appeal, which I think will be docketed for November, um, is still alive and well. So, which is to say this is not quite over yet. No, ma'am. Okay. It's still going. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, one of the other issues, I guess two other things that I want to make sure that we, we got into this interview uh, relates to what you believe the consequences are if, you know, after all appeals are exhausted, we still have uh, a new circuit, single county circuit in Columbia County. Um, what do you see as some of the consequences of that that uh, you think the public should be aware of? Well, uh, you know, I think we've made it abundantly clear. Um, you know, Richmond County, Burke County, at this point in time, will get more expense, less service, um, definitely a higher caseload, more at longer times to get into court. Um, there's just nothing good that comes from this. Uh, as I can see it, for the existing Augusta Judicial Circuit. The Columbia Judicial Circuit, um, that's marginally better. I mean, there, there was uh, all this discussion about Columbia County saving money, um, you know, with the split of the circuit. It, it, that wasn't, and during the uh, our hearing, um, they came in and they said that they'll save maybe a half million dollars. It certainly wasn't the million that they first had advertised. Um, but even that, if you take a closer examination, wasn't completely true. It is true that it may be saved from their county coffers. But the, in, in order for the split to take place, the state um, is going to be paying an additional, your tax dollars, almost $3 million for the, uh, for the creation of the Columbia Judicial Circuit. Now those will be state dollars, but they're still your tax dollars. And so, you know, it's to me, it's kind of a sleight of hand thing um, because it's just because it's coming from one pot and it's not coming from this pot, doesn't mean that it's still not your, your pot of money. And so, uh, and then, you know, over the course of this litigation, I have spoken to a lot of people, a lot of people who just walk up to me, some who agree with me, some who, who, who don't, but the vast majority of them really don't like what this does to our community um, and the message that it sends. Uh, you know, whether we like it or not, you know, a border uh, is just that. You know, we go across that border each and every day. Our families go across that border. Um, but it does more to, to destroy the cohesiveness of the community. 
and that community extends beyond those borders than just you know this whole desire to to split the circuit because quite frankly you just want to do things your way um and uh you know indeed um i was at the district five breakfast on saturday and uh, you heard some of that sentiment there um like i said and you know it's in the black community it's in the white community um south augusta you know west augusta out in columbia county this is not a popular decision that was made and quite frankly um, many of the people that I speak to don't really see the, the need for it. Judi the, the Judicial Council has repeatedly came back and recommended that the circuit not be split. And tell us a little um, bit about who the Judicial Council is for our listeners who may not know. The Judicial Council is a, an entity that was created by the legislature um, it is basically an agency, but it is up under the, the Supreme Court. Um, and that agency basically does a bunch of metrics. And they, they keep up with case counts um, amongst all the courts in the state. Um, and they help to determine whether a certain judicial circuit qualifies for an extra judge, or even if they qualify for a circuit split. Um, during this uh, litig um, litigation, it was discovered, and we had discussed that Senator Jones had asked for a uh, a review uh, of a possible circuit split back in 2018, and the results came back that no, it is not appropriate or not recommended. Let's put it that way, because the legislature can do what they want, apparently. Um, coincidentally. Uh, Senator Max Burns asked for one this year, um, and the uh, report came out after the, the, the court's decision, But uh, and they went through a seven or eight different scenarios, and they still came back with the recommendation that the most efficient use of funds and, and resources was to keep the circuit together with the and with one um, addition that you add an additional judge. And so, you know, I, I, the, the general public may not understand all of the, the math and stuff that is going by it. And quite frankly, I don't understand all of it either. But they do understand the agency and taking a review and saying that it's not in the best interest of the taxpayers uh, to. Um, to move forward with a circuit split. So the question is, why are we doing it? And um, nobody has really answered that question, although we think we know what the answer was. And that was that Mr. Williams was elected as district attorney. Okay. Having said that, um, and you also mentioned the District 5 breakfast, I assume that was the Richmond County District 5 breakfast. That is correct. That took place recently. Um, you said that you have heard uh, a degree of dissatisfaction among the public about uh, this judicial split. But, and I have to, um, some, but not as much as I expected. 
you know, I really, I expected folks to be protesting in the streets, quite honestly. Uh, and we have not seen that level of, of um, expression uh, of opinion, emotion, et cetera, about this. Um, do you have any opinions as to why uh, the um, outcry has not been as loud as I might've expected? Well, politics, as you well know, um, can be just as seasonal as everything else. And this litigation came up basically during the summer. People are already busy that, you know, they're competing and with, you know, work and they got their kids at home. Um, and so their full attention hasn't been uh, reflected on this. Uh, and you're right. Um, I would have, have, have expected uh, more attention to it. Um, However, when we got closer to the hearing, um, all of a sudden, you know, people started paying attention. Um, and I, I think that it's just that time of the year, which is part of it. Um, people are so in, inundated with so many other things. And, um, you know, they're not paying attention to the local news or anything like that. Um, like you know, you may, or like we did at the end of December, going into the runoff with uh, Warnock and and Ossoff, uh, where people were kind of clued in, cued in to all the things that were going on, uh, you know. And then, quite frankly, I think that uh, I think the public was somewhat tired. <laughs> I mean, there was a whole lot of stuff that went on near the end of the year, and so. Um, yeah, there was a whole lot of stuff that went on near the end of the year. And there was, and I think people did get election fatigue. They probably got uh, civic engagement fatigue, uh, to be quite honest with you. Um, and thank you so much for your honest responses to my questions. Uh, we're about out of time. Uh, however, if there is one more thing you would like to say to our audience, please go ahead and do that. Well, I, I do want to make it clear um, that part of the reason that we, we bought this was because of what I believe is the nullification of your vote. Uh, the Voting Rights Act speaks for voter dilution and voter denial, but it doesn't speak on the issue of when you have done all the things that the government authority has asked you to do to be eligible to vote, do all the things that the government has asked you to do in order to cast that vote and then have that vote recorded. What happens after you press the lever, so to speak, for your choice? We've all assumed that the winner, whoever the winner is, represents, that it's majority rule. It's been my supposition all along that this circuit split effectively nullifies the vote for all of those people who cast their votes for Mr. Williams because they don't get the benefit of being represented by the person who they elected. That is, uh, and, and, and it's my further supposition that that, while may not, it may not seem like a big deal 
in this particular case, there's a larger voting bill that's called Senate Bill 202 that is currently law that I think that people are going to wake up um, and see what I really mean when I say that your vote has been nullified. Cast aside. You know, to use a football analogy, that would be like going out there, playing your heart out, winning the national championship. And then the NCAA says, well, nope, guess what? I know you thought you won, but we're forfeiting all your games. You didn't do anything wrong, but we didn't like the result. We're forfeiting all your games. And this other team over here who may have been your competitors, we like them a little bit more. We're going to make them the national championship or the champions. All right. Thank you so much for that analogy. Unfortunately, there is so much more that we could discuss, but we are out of time. So I appreciate you being a guest on Local Matters and bringing your uh, knowledge and uh, the benefit of your passion to our audience. Thank you. Thank you. I close with my favorite Bible verse from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community, and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Please tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. here on WKZK, 1600 AM, 103.7 FM, and WKZK.net, because local matters.